One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here at the Real Housewives of Rewatch, I'm Sue Funk from I Love TV More Than You and Cabernet and A Podcasts, and I'm here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo, and this is our first podcast, <laughs> and Sue and I are both really excited. And a little nervous, yeah, even though I've nervous. done this a bunch of times and you've been on podcasts, but this is like... Our first, our own. And also something I'm extremely passionate about. Agreed. You don't just make a fan account and not have a love of these ladies. Also, New York means a lot to us. Yes. So I met Danielle because of Brands by Bravo Instagram account, because I realized that she lived the same life that I did, (laughs) where we grew up in Long Island, then moved to Astoria, Queens, and then moved to Philadelphia. Yes. And uh, because of that, we became best friends. Yes, basically. (laughs) And why we also have such an affinity for the lovely ladies of the Real Housewives of New York. So we hope on this podcast to do a rewatch of all New York. Mm -hmm. How many seasons are there? Oh, God. I think we're up to 13. I don't know. We should be better at researching. I'm going to tell you right now, not great at researching things. Know a lot about Housewives. Probably going to mess up some stuff. Yes. And Sue and I are both avid podcast listeners, and we understand when the hosts are saying something that you know is factually incorrect and you're yelling about them. So I do appreciate, though, when they, like, call out. They're like, you're screaming out in your car. You're screaming at the gym right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There's many a times in podcasts that I'm sure you've all enjoyed that that's happened. Yes. Agree. um, Nonetheless, we are going to watch... Real Housewives of New York, episode by episode for you guys, and remind you of the glory days that were these wild origin stories. Watching it, knowing what you know now, is such... I I have never rewatched any Housewives ever. Oh. Admission. I have never gone back and watched any. Wow. Periodically see episodes here and there, but mm-hmm. somehow everything I know is just stored in my brain, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, so... This is a new experience, going back and watching it, and knowing what you know now, and then seeing it from the beginning is, it's a, it's a ride. I, like, love rewatching Real Housewives of New Jersey, Beverly Hills, like, I I think New Jersey season one is one of my favorite things to rewatch, because it's just some of the best 
reality television in the world. Danielle Staub, just amazing. Carlos King <laughs> loves himself enough, so I don't have to love him anymore. <laughs> but I will say kudos to that man. But like, I, I really do think that New York is possibly my favorite. I know we've had some tough years. Yeah. New York, <laughs> I would say consistently for the most part, except for a few here or there, has been amazing TV. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. I hope you guys go back and watch along with us and or just listen and remember, remember. from your own brain. Um, you know, today we're doing season one, episode, episode one. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it starts right up off the bat with the taglines. We have to discuss the taglines because they're a bit unhinged and would certainly not fly Oh my God. Now. The fact that... Alex McCord, um, in, to some people in New York, status is everything. It's you in New York, Alex. It's you. It is you. Ah, it is amazing. And then Luz is the most problematic. Luz is, I never feel guilty about being privileged, which I just can't even believe that this was her tagline. By the way, we should say what year it started. It was two, This was 2008. Okay. I think. And were you living in New York City at that time? Uh, no. I was. But you were. Yes. Full disclosure, I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college. <laughs> I was out of college. <laughs> I believe it was 2008. And yeah, March 4th, yeah. 2008 was when it premiered. Just so that we know. So yeah, that was Luz. Yeah. Then we had Ramona's, which is actually one of my all-time favorites. Um, I think money, making money is an aphrodisiac. Yeah, I love that one. I don't mind it either. I don't know why. It's a fun I, word, aphrodisiac. I miss working Ramona. I actually really liked Ramona when she was a businesswoman. I found her a little bit more relatable. And what's interesting is that I always thought she did one thing, and then going all the way back now, I'm reminded of another job that she was doing. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, what was Bethany's? I don't remember what it was. Oh, New York is my playground. <laughs> Bethany is the Kyle Richards of, I think, New York Like has to be in oh, a lot of her taglines. In I, this town. Yes, very much in this town. But I just, I felt like, oh my God, I would definitely have said that back then. Like, New York is my playground. Like, when you're single in New York, that is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then Jules is legendary. We still I say run it. with a fabulous group of people. It's perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect tagline. There's a reason, you know, what year is it? 2022? 15 years? I just later, think it's really funny it. that it starts with Alex being like, some people, society is everything. And then it's Jill and it, like capping it being like, I've just run with the fabulous people. <laughs> well, because as we'll find out, basically, Jill is what Alex strives Would love to be. To be. Mm hmm. Um, all right, so... It starts with Ramona, I believe, in the first scene. Yep, Ramona montages. About her and her job. So I always thought her job was True Faith Jewelry. I did not realize that's Mario's company. That was a real revelation, that it's not just his company. It was like a generational family company. Of Christian jewelry. I really want you to do a deep dive on this. I should. I should do a deep dive on True Faith. I did go. The website is still alive and active. I did go on the website. It is live and active, and they sell a lot of crosses um, and no, Christian jewelry. I mean, Christian like bookshops sell so much jewelry; it's insane. Yeah, 
You could put a cross on anything. And her job, though, is buying excess clothing. She does, like, merchandising for, like, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, those sorts of places. Yeah, so Ramona, original Maxinista, who knew? I feel like that's something we need to talk about more yeah. as a society. I also found her and Mario to have great chemistry in the open. Um, I have always thought they've had the best, the absolute best chemistry yeah. of, like, Bravo couples in general, like, you know, like, not since Vicky and Brooks has <laughs> there been sexual energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they seem good. Also, what I found interesting, and I could be wrong in my math, but I believe she was 50 years old in season one. And she looks outstanding. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how good she looks. I think you're right, and that is pretty impressive. Um, they have, they show them partying, and I'm like, this looks like such a key party. <laughs> like, <laughs> it totally looks like they're, like, waiting to, like, pass around the bowl and sleep with each other. I could Just, see that. I think it was a party in the Hamptons that they were showing at their I Hampton house. I think it house. was their, it was either their Hampton house or their apartment, because their apartment was freaking huge. Yeah. Like, as someone... That Christian jewelry money was definitely <laughs> bringing it in. It gets you some really nice penthouse. Um... And then... We go right into Jill. Yep. Who, it was so sad to see Bobby, like, right away when I saw him in the scene. Oh. I was sad. I mean, that's another... Now, when we're talking about attraction, that's one thing, but great love, Bobby's love for Jill is something that I yearn for in a man. Yeah. (laughs) No, their their relationship, they would have been forever. Forever. Although, on Girls Trip this week... You watch? No, I didn't see this. Okay, we realize that this is probably not this week for you guys, but I just have to say it was alleged in the coming attraction that, um, or maybe it was in the episode. I think Brandy said that Jill was dating her current boyfriend when Bobby was not fully dead. <sighs> oh gosh, well, fully dead is not a great line. No, either. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I know I said I wasn't gonna edit, but maybe I'll. But. <laughs> Wow, that would be shocking. Yeah. But I also, I kind of get it. Because, like, he... How he would have I, honestly wanted Jill only to be happy. Like, I was about to say... his whole life was, how do I make Jill happy? Exactly. And I think he probably knew that Jill needed somebody to take care of her. Definitely. I'm also interested to know, and we never find anything about this during the season, anything about her first husband and Allie's dad. I've heard somebody say that, that he was nice. That's all I know. Nothing. No no mention of it. I also found it interesting of the time that um, Trump's name was brought up in the first episode. Oh. In that right there in the scene with Jill, she says something about him. I don't remember what but it she's was. she's still friends with Trump. She's actually brought up in the January 6th papers. Yes, yes. So that didn't surprise me knowing that. And also just knowing 2008, New York, him in the social scene. So it didn't, well, it it didn't surprise also... me. It felt very of the time. That was the time when The Apprentice was, like, starting and, mm-hmm. like, such a hot ticket. Thanks, yeah. Mark Burnett. <laughs> um, the Long Island Jewish ghetto. Oh, my God, yes. She calls North Woodmere. I forgot. The Long Island Jewish ghetto, which my family is from North Woodmere. Um, it's a nice a, town. As a Jewish Long Islander, that is not what I would uh, yeah. consider that area to be. Also, when so much of Long Island is Jewish... How is it a ghetto? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. That was a, yeah, like, that was. That if was anything, a... where I grew up was like the Catholic ghetto, which is not <laughs> like, it was 
the fanciest town in Long Island, let me tell you. Um, but, like, all of Long Island's pretty nice. Like, even the bad parts of Long Island are nice. Yeah. Comparatively, like, I think it's just ridiculous. And uh, I also wrote Ivana Trump immediately. Oh, old New York. Yes, it's just uh, that's funny you picked that up too. That it was it was very like I said, very of the time of New York. Not it doesn't have the weight that it does currently. Too. Did you clock that her driver made fifty two k a year? He makes a thousand a week. No. Yeah, she had her driver in two thousand eight. He was making fifty. And as a driver, he probably had other clients. Yeah. Like, he probably did other routes or whatever. Oh. Hold on. Sorry, gang. And we're back. Uh, no fan noise. Okay. <laughs> um, so, 52K a year driver. Not bad. Not I'm sure he's got side hustles, too. So, like, good job, driver. And Zarin Fabric. Such a... Iconic. Iconic. And Allie was... 14. She was so cute. She was so excited about Ripley's Believe It or Not. I thought that was so cute because it was just like Ripley's is like in the heart of Times Square, the worst place of New York. <laughs> I'm surprised someone who grew up in New York would right? have I, a care and excitement about that. I kind of appreciated that about her though. Um, let's see. What else? Then it goes into Wizard Morrow's deal. Uh, I just want to say that I remember when Planet Hollywood opened, though, I did wait on a block long line, like a very long line to What go was that in. other one? Was it Mars 21,000 oh, or something? Yeah. That was a big, like... That was another big one that, like, everybody wanted to go to. And Jekyll and Hyde was, like, a big mm-hmm. one for a while. I wonder. There's no way those survived the pandemic. Jekyll and Hyde, I think, was just, like, just became, like, a regular bar that, like, no longer was, like, as kitschy. Yeah. But... Yeah. I would love to know if those are still around. Well, listeners, hit us up. <laughs> um, then it goes into Bethany. And I would like to take this time to remind anyone listening that you do not have to be a housewife to, to be, be a housewife. housewife. Because I get this comment all the time. And now this is the second person in an original cast who was not married. From OC, it was Joe La Rosa. That's right. She was engaged to sleep, but Bethany I don't think they were engaged or, when they started. Either way. Not married, Bethany? Yeah. Not married. And New York is known, I feel like, for having single Yeah. Wives. Heck yeah. So I just like to point that out, because I hear that comment all the time, and it always drives me nuts. Real quick, though, just to go back to the Jill introduction, Jill had a dog bag that I want somebody to find for me. It is the cutest dog-carrying purse. I have a 10-pound whatever mutt. <laughs> and, like, I'm have like... have to tell them her name. Oh, it's Tina Turner. <laughs> I'm sure she'll make an appearance if she hears something at some point. But, um, yeah, I want that for Tina Turner. So, if, listeners, if anybody has that, please uh, help us. Help, help a funk out. Um, Bethany was famous because of Martha, Martha Stewart. Yeah. She already had some small notoriety. I will say small because I don't think that show was very popular. I think it was only one season. Yeah. And I thought it was funny she wanted to be known as the modern day Martha Stewart because Martha Stewart was like not not famous I think what is a modern day Martha Stewart was like modern I think Martha's more like old school kind of values and like not really hip like I wouldn't like Martha seemed like country home and Bethany wanted to be like 
New York City is my playground. <laughs> <laughs> Not to go back to the tagline. Yeah, I could see that. I just thought it was such an interesting way because in my head, Martha Stewart's always been cool. But I don't know what she was like in 2008, so I can't really say. I mean, she wasn't hanging out with Snoop Dogg, I'll tell you that much. No. Was this before or after jail also? This was before, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to cry as soon as I saw Cookie. Oh, I know. And then I wanted to vomit as soon as I saw Jason. Oh, the Jason thing. <laughs> the Jason I of it all. I find it so interesting that this boyfriend's name is Jason. She <laughs> is... I also did not know this about Bethany, that she was married once and then engaged twice. Yeah. Up she, to meeting at this point. She's now been engaged three more times since then and married again, so... It was really funny, though, because she was like, I'm the runaway bride, and I was just like, just you wait for Danielle Staub to come stomping <laughs> her butt in. Yeah, in the world of Housewives engagements, that's not that much, but it's still, I did not, did not know that. And she is obsessed with Jason. Yeah. They've been dating only six months. Yeah, and she's met his kids? Mm-hmm. That gave me agita. Like, I've dated guys with kids, and I'm like, so I'll meet them when they're 20? Like, I will ne- never. Yeah. She was very... Finding out how long they'd been together was quite shocking. Yes. And I also want to say, her condo is not bad, but it's such a different aesthetic. It's, it's like... It's very basic. It's just so interesting to see, like... First of all, it's still organized similarly, but it's not the white, clean aesthetic that she... Has yes. that we've seen from yeah. her from Rich Bethany. I mean, she was making money, but not obviously what we know she ended up yeah making in life. Not skinny girl margarita money. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> then we go to Alex McCord. <laughs> oh, I have to say, my impression of Alex, looking back now to me, is she's a Brooklyn hipster. Oh, That's for what their sure. entire persona is of Brooklyn. Like before but, the hipster thing really even took off, she was like a few years ahead. But I feel like it was more of a society hipster. Because, like, yes. hipsters weren't trying to go to the freaking Met. Like, True, but I feel they like... They couldn't afford it. <laughs> there's certain things about her that I'm like, oh, for you sure. are a Brooklyn hipster. You just are living that early vibe. It, you know what? The, I think the reason they skated is because of the societal part that they wanted. And that Simon wasn't American. Yeah, that's true. He probably would have been more hipster if she married an American. That's true. Also, their townhouse was worth $2.2 million in Brooklyn. They were in Cobble Hill. That's where they were. Yep. And oh, I, my God. Now, knowing New York, I don't even want to know. I know they don't live there anymore. I don't even want to know what this townhouse would be worth. They bought it in 2005. Well, they did redo it horribly. So true. But you know that townhouse is probably... 10 to 15 million dollars now. Oh, probably. But it's just funny that they poo pooed it. But Cabo Hill's such a nice neighborhood Cabo in Brooklyn. Cabo Hill is gorgeous. Like, there's so many cute bars. It's such a cute area. My friend actually lived there around 2008. <laughs> so that's like, now I'm like, I could have been seeing them around Very the sidewalks. possible. And probably was like, these two freaks. <laughs> um, Hotel Chandelier. Chandler. Chandler, Chandler Bong, I don't know. I'll let you go with it. That is what Simon owned, apparently, or worked for. Like it's also later brought up in what Alex does in a later episode, but she was in merchandising for Victoria's Secret. Yes, and I did not know that either. Yeah, I was 
I really want to know, I want to do like a deep dive into Simon's work history. <laughs> true, true. I will say they have great chemistry and you can just tell they're madly in love. And it's, it is very sweet. There's no doubt that the, those two are in love. I just don't love their love. <laughs> their love <laughs> makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, please stop being around each other for five minutes. Yeah, well, that, that definitely <laughs> And they share a brain. They, like, share a brain. And they, like, say a lot of, like, we statements, mm-hmm. which is creepy to me. Um, but great. Whatever. I'm not gonna yuck your yum, gang. But and I'm, they're still together. I know, which is know. huge for a reality TV couple. Yeah. Although they did go to like marriage counseling on VH1 or something. Oh, did they? I yeah. Don't which that. was very surprising. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was about like banana hammocks or something. Um, and then I love that they're like bragging about the French au pair that they have. And then if you go to Louis M. de Lesseps, the Countess, who's like, oh, oh, French au pair. Oh, here's my fucking count husband who got the Statue of Liberty for America. <laughs> yeah, or his family did. His family yeah. did. Yeah, then we meet the final one, Luann, who has not aged. I do not understand. I think she looks so much better. But I just think she looks fantastic, like, yeah, forever. I'm just, like, enamored. Like, I think no uh, franchise has aged as well as New York has in terms of, like, plastic surgery. None of them look it's a special but thing about how New York women like New to look. York. I know. It's yeah, very New York like, to not look. I feel look. like New York is really good at getting subtle plastic yeah. surgery, getting subtle, like, boob implants, too, even. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like New York surgeons know how to make a woman look good but natural. And it's something, for sure, I remember the first time I went to L.A., I was like, what are these aliens walking around? <laughs> this is none of this is normal. Um, but New York women are insanely gorgeous. I also had an interesting. All of the women work except for Luann. That's really surprising. <laughs> no, it's not surprising. But I do. I did find it interesting how they all had jobs. Well, I mean, she's not going to apologize for her privilege. No, nope, she's certainly not going to apologize for her privilege. Her townhouse is insane. Like. As someone who lived in a shoebox in New York, I look at that and that, I just can't even believe someone lived in that. The railings house. of the staircase alone are a fortune. Like, if you look at it, it's like the molded wood, it twists. That is something that is like very ornate, rarely done, and extremely expensive, that detail alone. Like, everything in that house is just. Like, it's so funny because we, we later meet Sonia Morgan in her townhouse. And, like, I'm just, like, how Luann is not just, like, my townhouse could, like, murder your townhouse. How we didn't make a bigger deal about Luann's townhouse. But yeah. I guess we just didn't see it that much. I don't know. We'll find out Well, later. because, she, like, as we find out later, she's never home with her children. Never home with her children. That definitely um, comes up a lot. But speaking of her children, Victoria looks 21, not 12. Like, Victoria, I, I guess it's also, like, that's something in the genes, too, of just, like, you look old when you're young, young when you're old. Because I think she looks good now. Yeah. But, um... Their outfits were just my favorite part, the kids' outfits. Because they just, I wore, like, the headband with the capri leggings and, like, the shirt that went long with the oh, layers. Yeah. Like, I, that is how I dressed. I looked exactly <laughs> like them. And it just, I very, I related more to the kids' dress than, than the adults' dress. 
I don't think I related to any of them. <laughs> I've always been like logo tee and jeans or like a nice dress and my nice dresses ain't anything like these ladies' nice dresses. No, definitely not. But I just find it funny that they were so wealthy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had a similar uh, vibe. Although theirs is probably much more expensive. Mine was from Old Navy. So. Oh, and I like Rosanna. Oh, yes. I forgot how much I loved Rosanna. Well, because Rosanna is really their mother. Basically, yes. They, yeah, she is not home very often at all. Um... Hamptons. They go to the Hamptons. Chilcos. Right. I thought it was so interesting. Episode one, we go right to the Hamptons. Because you call it the Real Housewives of New York City, and then they immediately are filming in the summer, and they go to the Hamptons. But that's like... But that is a That is 100% me. true. Like, I don't have money, and I would go to the Hamptons for the summer. Like, that is... I mean, you go to Montauk, the Hamptons, whatever. It's so nice out there. But when Jill was like, two hours and ten minutes, I was like, in what world? No world. No (laughs) world. I'm sorry. All right, so if you've never been to the Hamptons, I have to explain this to you because it's something that drives me nuts about television is they always make it seem like it's a hop, skip, and a jump. And what really happens is there's one road that goes into the Hamptons, and it literally goes into one lane on each side. And... It goes from, like, the LIE, which is, like, five lanes, to this one lane, Mm -hmm. and it takes ten hours to get through that traffic. Like, no joke, I literally once, it took me eight hours from New York to, it was Memorial Day weekend. But, I mean, and that's a whole other story for a whole other time, and hilarious, but it's... My point is, the Hamptons are fucking far. <laughs> yeah, and they do this. Bravo loves to do this because they have sent many. They obviously have Summer House, yeah. which I feel like half their anxiety of the weekend comes from the travel back and forth yeah. from the city. They did this when the Real Housewives of Miami just went to the Hamptons, yeah. and they landed at JFK, and all I could think of was like, oh, God, they just flew, and now and they I'll have to drive to... from yeah. JFK to the Hamptons. Don't it's... worry. They got a nice sprinter van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But these um, women, uh, they go. They have their houses, I think. And they're in Watermel. So Watermel is, just to give you an idea, is where Madonna's house is. <laughs> like, Madonna's compound is a Watermel. Watermel is, like, the most beautiful part of the Hamptons. People are like, East Hampton, South Hampton. No. Watermel. At this time, <laughs> Bethany does not have a house in no. the Hamptons. And Alex does not partake in the Hamptons. <laughs> and she does, like, such the, like... Well, it's actually so much better to go to Turks and Caicos in the middle of the summer. And I'm, it's just like, mm. no, not really. I don't care how like well traveled you're gonna act. I'm I'm somebody who's about to go to Cancun in August. Like I understand the deals, but like call a spade a spade, sweetheart. <laughs> so what I would say is probably the most toxic moment of the episode is the discussion of Allie and her weight. I found it wasn't. Horrible. It wasn't as bad as I remembered yes, it to be. Yes, I agree. I thought it was going to be worse, and Jill actually handled it quite well, because part of it has to do, if you remember, that Allie has arthritis. Yes. And Jill was okay during it. It made me sad, because Allie's like a beautiful girl yeah. who doesn't need to lose any weight, but if it makes her confident and she's unconfident, or maybe she was on medication, we don't. they didn't yeah. really dive into it, but that to me was, I was like holding my breath during that scene, and... Then it turned out semi-okay. For yeah. 2008. For 2008. <laughs> but it, it was just, I would never talk about a teenager's weight on television now. No. And I, like, want to, like, 
hug Allie for yeah. that moment. And they also, they, what they want to do, I think it was in this episode that they were discussing sending her to a detox center. Yes. Which also in itself is problematic because yeah. what is a detox center besides a gimmick? Yeah, I mean, she went to Fat Kids Camp, let's be honest. I know. I think yeah. she eventually said that somewhere where she was like, oh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. Um, I also am obsessed with Jill's Hampton's house. Like, why did we go to Bluestone Manor? Does she still not, does she still own that house? Because that oh, house I is wonder. fucking yeah, fabulous. Yeah, that house is amazing. Um, the pool and a tennis court? The upkeep alone is insane. Yeah. And then, um... I love that she used the same tennis pro as Ramona and did, like, the most Jill thing. Like, is she better than me? <laughs> like, <Okay>. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. The ten- tennis plays such a pivotal role in this season. But I think it is something that's very New York. Like, I, I honestly do think that, like, that is something that people do. Probably. Especially, like, richer people are in, like, the tennis club and stuff like that. Like, I was raised playing tennis. Do not care for it now. <laughs> I want that guy's job. Just a tennis pro teaching older rich women how to play tennis <laughs> is fascinating to me. Um, and then we go to Ramona getting pushed in and then threatens to throw it in the deep end. Oh. The dog. The pool scene. Oh, this was also, this was more awkward than the alley scene. I did not remember this scene, and this scene made me so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. First off, Avery is a very typical 14-year-old. I hate Avery. But she (laughs) definitely is a stick in the mud, for sure. But then Ramona is, she's unhinged. She's, from day one, Ramona has never changed. She's been the same. And in episode one, it's, it's so clear. Oh, for sure. And, like, so her friend tries to, like, push her in, and she's like, I'm going to throw your dog in. And then she does push Ramona in, and Ramona does not take it well. I she was picks like, up the dog, and I thought she was really going to throw the dog, and her she, friend is so upset. Yeah, she's Very running around. It was really, like, I was just like, wow, you are classless. I think um, also in that scene, Ramona discusses in her uh, ITM, which, if you don't, that's in the moments. That's when they do their talking heads. They talk to the camera outside the scene. I just um, learned something new. Oh. Um, she discusses Mario and his flirting with other women. I, I remember that. That was also very like, ooh, yeah. future. The foreshadowing that occurs is kind of wild. Yeah. And I wonder if they ever look back at it like introspectively. But I just found it very interesting that she talks about him and how he likes to flirt with other women. Um, I also... Love that we then go to Alex trying on dresses. And just these dresses and Simon's reactions. Like, I know he's foreign or, like, European or whatever, but, like, it's just, like, I know Bethany has made problematic things about Simon claiming his sexuality, but it really is almost like... Do you remember Father of the Bride? Of course. Do you remember Martin Short's character? Yes. Like, it's almost like that. He's like, oh, amazing, great. Very <laughs> much, yeah. Um, I'm married, so... and I don't think I've ever gone shopping with my husband. We've been together for like 11 years. Like, I would never, I don't want him there because I like to take my time. Now there's nothing yeah. wrong with the guy who's into it, but it's just, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's such a dynamic that I can't understand. I don't think I've ever seen it in real life, and I would love to. Like, because I grew up right by Roosevelt Field Mall on Long okay. Island. And, like, there were literally, like, chairs for the men to sit and wait. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just never seen a man enthusiastically yeah. in a women's section like that. And, and like, they can be. And it has nothing to do with their sexuality. It was just an interesting part of the show to watch him do that. But I do kind of, I don't know what. This rewatch made me really like Alex in a weird way. I also really like Alex. <laughs> I'm telling you, once I realized like the hipster side of her and like the philosophy of that, I was like, I'm seeing you in a new light. Yeah. She's not as crazy as I used to think. Agree. She still has moments, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. But, but like that's what makes her good reality television. Yes, there's a reason we're still talking about her all these years. Exactly. Later, that's for sure. Um, Rosanna's new dog, Aston, appears. <laughs> Poor Rosanna. She's like, I'm gonna take care of that dog. Yeah. <laughs> like that is my ne- my life from now on. <laughs> I forgot that that was when they got the dog. Yeah, for the show apparently. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jill asks Bobby for something, and he just lights up. And it's just like, if you, it doesn't feel like a sugar daddy though. For some, like, no, they're in love. No, they're she cares for him. The way that he wants to be carried, but like she totally just spends all of his fucking money. <laughs> yeah, she does work there though. We see her office in the later episode. Yes. She does also work there and she has involvement in it. I don't think I don't Jill she does, can be but... near anything that she's not involved Agreed, in. Agreed, agree. I also found it interesting. I don't remember that Bobby and Allie did not have a good relationship. I, yeah. And they did not. I always, again, it's he's not her biological father, yeah. but Jill says that. She's known him since she was, like, three or four or something like that. But I do get it, too, because I feel like... I know Bobby loves her, and I know that Allie... Like, I've had a step-parent, so I understand that, like, feeling of being, like, I love you because my mom loves you. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad relationship. I think a lot of it is Jill being, like, have a relationship! (laughs) And it's awkward teen years, too, but it's just interesting because... Later, obviously, we, when he dies, we know how close they were and yeah. how much she loved him. But it's just interesting seeing, like, 14-year-old Allie being super yeah. awkward. She doesn't know what to say to him. and Yeah. It, not a part that I remembered of their relationship. Not at all. And then <laughs> they cut to the this season on. And I just wrote, I need a Tom tr- trigger warning. Because Tom shows up. Oh, my gosh. Tom shows up. And we'll get to it in later seasons. But I was, like, so, like, ah, no. I can't imagine if I hadn't been told about that prior to rewatching and then seeing him what my reaction would have been. I mean, I knew he was going to show up, but, but it was saying, still... I knew because when she got with him, Bravo, like, went back, back and played yeah. it. Like, if they had never done that and I had seen that, I would have been speechless. But they, like, prominently showed him as, like, the asshole dude at the bar... From episode one. It's wild. It's like, Lou, watch your own show. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I'm going to say is that the skyline looks so different. It was just like, it's just like New York's skyline has changed so much because there are all those like tall, skinny, Ugh, matchstick building yeah. stuff now. And it's just like, there's um, Hudson Yards and stuff. It just, it was just really weird and jarring to realize how different from 2008 New York to mm-hmm. 2022 New York is. That was like, wow. 
That's like, what I didn't pick up on that, but I like that you did. No, overall, what do you think of the episode? Oh, it. I've rewatched it a couple of times and never really totally got hooked into it. But I think writing notes for this and also just thinking about it in terms of who they are today and like where they've gone, it really was more fun. But it wasn't the best New York episode. It's obviously like early finding footing. Yeah, well, no one interacted. I was just gonna say that there's no interaction between the women at all. No even mention of names as if they even know each other. Nothing oh, yeah. in the first episode. Well, no, Jill talks about Ramona and the tennis match. Oh, yes. Because okay. this is literally like right. Jill, this is like from episode one, Jill wants to produce. And she's just like, Ramona and I are going to have a tennis match. <laughs> like, Jill is great, by the way. <laughs> I feel like it's because I kind of am Jill. Like, uh, there's a lot of moments <laughs> where, like, when I talk about Jill being pushy and stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, God, please don't let that be me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, something that we also, Sue and I discuss, I'm just noticing throughout as you're hoping we're watching, uh, that there are so many little scenes, and it's mm-hmm. not really filmed in this way anymore. If you yeah. notice, we talk about so many different things because that's just how it's filmed. You spend like 30 seconds with them, yep. and then they go to someone else. So if it feels like this episode went on forever, it kind of does because of the way it's edited. <laughs> I don't mean our episode of this podcast. Yeah, I, mean, we I was like, we're, we're not that bad. <laughs> um, but no, I agree. It, But I liked it. Like, I do like seeing more of their lives. Like, I don't think we get a lot of them at home in this way anymore. Yes, because it, often when we see them at home, it's like they're still talking about whatever the drama is. Exactly. But there was none of that. It's no. just them being at home being with their families yeah. and their life and their cookie. Uh, <laughs> but... All in all, good episode. Can't wait for episode two. Oh, I am very excited. And I hope you guys are too. So follow me on social media. I am at the Sue Funk on all platforms. And I'm at Brands by Bravo. And we hope you like this and subscribe and rate us. Yeah. All of I hope those you're back for episode two. And you watched episode two. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 